Show yourself some grace. And by doing so, you allow yourself to be imperfect. Good morning and happy Friday, beautiful souls. Welcome to Sex and Psychology. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. I hope y'all are having a great Friday so far. Um, Since I quit my job, I don't really have any sense of time and I never know what day it is. It could be Wednesday right now and I wouldn't even know because I haven't been working my typical 8.30 to 4.30 schedule. Um, But I hope you guys have some awesome things lined up for the weekend. I just realized I did it again with the you guys. I do apologize. Please give me patience. It will take time. But I just wanted to check in. I wanted to touch on two different things today. If you've noticed, I've been putting out more episodes because I am no longer working at the current moment. I'm taking a month off for myself. So I'm just putting these out for you when I feel inspired to do so. So this week has been so far so good. I joined hot yoga. Now, as many of you know, I am a certified yoga instructor, but I haven't been teaching yoga for a little over a year now. In August of 2019, I was hit by a drunk driver and it kind of put me out of commission for a while. I had to get a procedure done and go to all these different doctors for my discs and I have basically all my discs are herniated in my entire back. I have a few bulging discs and I have degenerative disc disease. Now, as I stated in the last episode, I don't believe anything is ever set in stone. I'm not going to let these deter me from doing what I love and I'm also not falling victim and giving up, throwing in the towel, so to speak, because I do have these chronic pain conditions, so to speak. But I felt called to kind of take some time off of teaching yoga. I do offer private lessons if anyone wants to inquire. Um, I am doing Zoom or in person depending on your location, but I wasn't teaching yoga in the studio anymore because I, I just felt inspired to go on a different path for a little while. Lately, I've been feeling motivated to get back into the scene, Um, so I did join a hot yoga studio on Tuesday, and I went Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And yoga is so amazing because it teaches us so much about ourselves. I initially went to the Bikram yoga series, then on Wednesday I did a vinyasa class, and last night I did a also a vinyasa flow, but it was titled Warm and Gentle. And I've learned so much about myself in the three days alone. And I think that's why yoga is so beautiful and it is so beneficial because it shows us the parts of ourselves where we need more balance. So in yoga philosophy, they say in terms of poses, the poses that we despise and loathe the the most, for me, this would be locust pose, um, dancer's pose even, there's a lot of different poses that I just dread when I have to do them in class. Those are the poses that we need the most. That is the philosophy of yoga. The poses that you don't like uh, the most are the ones that you really need to sit with and practice. And yoga is so interesting because even though I'm a teacher, I'm we're always students, right? The teacher is the student, the student is the teacher. And I notice a lot in the hot room, in the yoga classes, that 
something that really clashes with yoga is ego. And a lot of people will let their ego get the best of them in yoga. But yoga has no room for ego because yoga is is uniting the breath with the body. And a lot of times people will push themselves or force themselves into certain shapes or poses, even if their body isn't ready, even if it doesn't feel right, even if it hurts them because they want to look a certain way or quote unquote master the pose. But you're really never mastering a pose if it's coming from a place of ego. If for the sole purpose of, let's say, the instructor says, we're going into splits. So a student might want to get in a split because maybe everyone else in the class is doing a split. This is just an example. So they push and push and their hamstrings are ripping and their body is resisting and their body is telling them to stop because they can't go down any further, but they're pushing and pushing, finally brings their forehead to their knee, bam, they have the split. But at what cost? See, in the fitness world in general, you should never compromise your form. That is a basic foundation of whether it's weightlifting or any other physical activity, you never wanna compromise your form for the sake of doing something because then you're putting yourself at risk. The same holds true in yoga, and I see this in class so much. When students are going into a pose faster than they should, or they're doing a pose for Instagram just to take a picture and show off that they could do a handstand or headstand, and these are all beautiful poses, but I just, I've. It hurts my heart when I see how society, um, how like it's become ingrained in our Western society, this concept of yoga and not focusing on the deeper meaning of yoga, really just focusing on the asana or the physical practice. Yoga is so much more than a physical practice. It is a spiritual practice. It is emotional. It is a whole body experience. And The difference between, in my mind, stretching and yoga is that stretching is mostly about the physical pose, but yoga is about the heart. It's about the energy. It's about so much more. And when we simply strive to get into a physical position for the sake of taking an Instagram picture or because everyone else in the class is doing so, we're not really doing yoga. And it's it's okay. It's a practice. We have to notice when our ego is arising in these situations. But yoga is a way for you to heal yourself. It has been immensely healing for me, and that's why I decided to get certified. I practice trauma-sensitive yoga. Um, I taught vinyasa. I taught Bikram because I wanted to share the gift of yoga with other students because yoga will make you cry. It will make you laugh. It will make you smile. Another philosophy of yoga is in the balancing postures, let's say tree pose, for example, they say that the level of balance we bring onto our mat is how balanced we are in our external world, which is very interesting. Something I love about yoga is that the body changes every single day. There would be days I was teaching and I could get into like a crow pose, for example, and and I would hold it and there'd be other days the next day, even I would go into crow and I would fall on my face. But it's just learning to have compassion for ourselves. It's learning to laugh at ourselves. And something that yoga has taught me is to be mindful and to appreciate my body for where it is at today and really just sit with myself. Spend time in your body. The body will change from day to day and it's learning to have that empathy for yourself and just 
take time and be patient and kind to our body with where it's at today. I've noticed a drastic difference in my practice from several days ago to where I was at a week ago. It's it's all good, it's all part of the process, and it's all for us to enjoy. When you do go to a yoga class, I suggest that you kick your ego out of the door. Don't worry about what anyone else in the room is doing. Just learn to work with what you have today. Something that a lot of my students would say to me, or even people that I was trying to get into a yoga class is, oh, I'm bad at yoga, I can't do yoga, I'm not flexible. I will be the first one to tell you that no one could be bad at yoga. The people that are bad at yoga are the people that don't show up on the mat. That is the only way that you could be bad at yoga. Everyone's practice will differ from the next person. And, you know, you can't be bad with spending time caring for yourself because that's the first step. You know how many people won't even show up to a yoga class, will say, I don't have time, I'm not flexible. You don't need to be flexible to do yoga. My friends yesterday were like, wow, I sucked during the class because I brought my friends along. Lauren, you were so good, you could do this and that. And I was like, no, you did amazing because you are exactly where you need to be. The flexibility, the strength, the balance, that will all come through the practice. If you commit to the practice of yoga or any other act of self-love, you will get better at it with time. And the flexibility and the poses, they come along with committing to a yoga practice. Listen, I've been doing yoga for 15 years. I started doing yoga when I was like 11, 12. It takes time. And it's not about achieving a certain goal or, you know, you can make those markers for yourself. You can say, oh, okay, I want to do a forearm stand by the end of the month. That's beautiful and that's great to work on. But just because you're not there yet, it doesn't mean that you're bad. And you don't need to be flexible to do yoga. You just need to start. You need to show up. And the hardest part of anything in life, from what I've learned, is showing up for yourself. And it's so easy to get down on ourselves if we're falling out or we can't do another vinyasa flow because we're too tired. That is okay. What I love most about yoga is closing my eyes and and really just being so mindful of where my body is at, feeling my heartbeat, feeling my breath, and really connecting to that breath and feeling inside of my body and giving myself what it asks for. So... All in all, I am super excited to start on this path again, committing to a month of yoga for me. I'm doing this for me. You have to invest in yourself. I truly believe that the best thing that we can invest in is our self-growth, is developing ourselves, is working on ourselves. Yoga brings me strength. Yoga brings me flexibility on and off the mat. It brings me balance and it brings me peace. And... I find it interesting because when I worked at my last studio, one of my supervisors, my manager, I, I'm, I'm an energy reader. I can read energy. And, you know, this person, she was an amazing yoga teacher, but she wasn't someone that I would describe had a lot of dignity. Um, And I don't want to bash her because I'm sure she's on her own journey. And let's just say I ended up not working there anymore because I didn't feel appreciated. Um, I wasn't resonating with the whole culture of the studio. And I find 
that it's so easy to show up on the mat sometimes and just do the yoga practice and then leave, right? There's always going to be those students that don't sit through Shavasana because quieting the mind is so much more difficult than moving the body sometimes. And working our mind, doing a workout for our mental state, which I consider to be meditation, could be a lot harder and more uncomfortable than going into a forward fold, you know? But what we do on the mat is a reflection of what we are doing in all aspects of our life. When we leave the yoga room, the studio, when we go back to our daily lives, you know, we're going to be there for an hour, an hour and a half. But when the real work comes in is when we leave our practice. Because what we practice on the mat reflects what we are practicing off of the mat. Are you able to be lighthearted on the mat? Are you able to have an open heart, an open mind? Laugh at yourself, forgive yourself, fall down and get back up. Show yourself some understanding and kindness on the mat. Are you able to ease into the poses slowly and gently and have patience with yourself? Are you able to clear your mind and let go of judgments about what other people in the room are doing? Are you able to set your ego aside? These are all things that are incorporated into our yoga practice, but they are also all things that we need to incorporate into our daily lives. When we show up for ourselves in the room, that is the first step, but we have to show up for ourselves and others outside of the room, you know, and this is what yoga has taught me. It's taught me to be giving and generous and just an overall better person and If we think that the work stops after the 75 minute class, then we are highly mistaken. So if you are just getting into yoga, I ask you to just keep these things in mind. Maybe you're a teacher yourself. Maybe you practice yoga regularly. Maybe you've never tried it before. I would say that yoga is for everyone. I know not everyone loves it, but I do feel that everyone could use it. It's so great for you, mind, body, and spirit. Um, I love hot yoga personally. That's really what my heart calls to. And I find that it is a total body workout. It's really funny. My boo thing, um, we went to yoga together last night and it was his first class. And he was like, oh my goodness. I didn't think it would be that hard. You know, it was yoga. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. And yoga is so great. Hot yoga, particularly for burning fat burning calories, building lean muscle, using your own body weight to burn, to build strength and working your muscles to heal that scar tissue and that flexibility, it really will help in all other facets of your physical fitness and your mental um, willpower as well. Yoga really shows us what we need, what we need to give ourselves. And yoga is a way of living in, in my point of view. Yoga has become a philosophy. Yoga has become the way that I want to treat myself and others. And yoga really reminds us that when all else fails, when we lose all else, everything around us is crumbling down. We always have our breath. Our breath is free. And you learn through yoga to be grateful for your breath and grateful to your body. So today I ask you whether you're going to leave listening here and do a yoga class or not. Count your blessings. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for your body. Be grateful for your breath. And be grateful to your practice of life.